Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, yeah. Better than this. I don't know what I'm doing. I can't do this shit. What's better than this? Guys, being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network. We are your hosts here on this Friday edition of the show. Week five of the NFL season is upon us. And Kyle, it's the most important week in the NFL because it's the next week. A little coach speak for you to get you started. Kyle, welcome. And not only that, we had two consecutive weeks of good Thursday night football games this week. Oh, yes, we did. I enjoyed that uh, game last night. That was, that, was, that was a playoff atmosphere game. That was playoff caliber football game. And uh, the continued popularity of making fun of, of Jared Goff is an extension of, of Sean McVay and his like Android that Sean just works within. And, and there was a lot of that on the timeline last night. And, Jared had some bad plays under pressure, but I also think this Rams roster in general is is not set up to help Jared Goff to the degree in which it was last year. And Joe, I think that's an interesting question. Um, where exactly, if Jared Goff needs that kind of structure, is he a guy that you pay $30 million to? I mean, I think his weaponry is fine. Uh, Cooper Cup being back is a big deal for him. It's, you know, they're still kind of taking their lumps from losing – John Sullivan, Roger Saffel, you know, they got Brian Allen, Joe Noteboom in there. And those, those are big changes. And I think maybe you've seen a little bit of decline at the tackle position for them so far this year as well. Um, so, you know, I think that offensive line is, I, I, people are, have slept on the losses there and what they've yep. replaced it with. And that stuff takes time, man. These, those guys are decent prospects, but you know, it stepping in for really established starters is a big deal. My biggest gripe last night with, uh, with golf was on that last drive, brother. Like you got to chill on those tight window throws outside the numbers, man. Like, he was trying to put everything into <laughs> yo, everything I, into into the smallest of windows <laughs> to the sideline. And honestly, I don't think his arm has the same. It does. His arm does not look as strong as it has in like as recently as last year. It felt like it was spinning weird off his fingers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I man, I see those throws. All I can think about is Nate Peterman, <laughs> and it's not like I mean, Goff's got a million times better arm than Peterman. But I just like I remember watching uh, like Bills games. And Peterman's in there. You know, anytime he's going outside the numbers, it's pick six. And, and it's that it's that kind of moment, dramatic moment where the target's off screen. Right, <laughs> you can see he's going to the sideline, but you can't see the target. So you're like, oh, my God, I got to hold my breath and figure out if this ball is getting picked and go back the other way or not. Maybe the biggest story from last night is the Seahawks team's 4-1. and one. Russ Wilson's playing the best football of his life. You know? Russ was incredible. And, and uh, I really enjoy the next-gen stats. But I don't understand how next-gen stats had that touchdown pass to Tyler Lockett at 6.3% likelihood. It, that feels way too high for they that. They said throw. that's it's the second most legal, second most least likely completion over the last two years. Let's try that again. Second least probable yeah, catch. Yeah, sure. You know, that's there's that Penn State <laughs> education. I don't know. I I said something in Portuguese there, man. Um, Say second least 
likely improbable something. Yeah. So, I mean, there was some some discussion right after the play. Like, did Russ mean to throw that away, or was that an intentional touchdown pass? Oh, I think he faded. Right. It's it's the 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 prospect of only putting the ball where your guy can catch it. And it just happened to be the perfect spot. There's like two guys that can make that throw. Maybe three. Russ, Mahomes, Aaron and Rogers. I think Watson can make that throw. And Rodgers. Four. That's it. Now, there's people that have the arm talent to make the throw, but could like right. intentionally but, do it. And Russ, was, they said Russ was running to his left at 14 miles per hour when he threw Oh, the you're kidding. I didn't see that. That's nuts. It was like 13.8 miles per hour when he was throwing the ball. That's nuts. Which is like me dead sprint on a treadmill ready to pass out. And just just so casual. Joe, I did have – we, we kind of jumped into Thursday night, and I'm glad we got that box checked. But I did want to ask you a, a hypothetical because oh, okay. it was interesting. It's something that had come up with my, with my work that I was doing um, – for Dolphins Wire, it's not a Dolphin specific topic. It's a number one pick topic, and it's about another team. ESPN's Football Power Index has the Washington Redskins currently slated as the second most likely team in the NFL to finish the 2019 season with the number one overall pick in the NFL draft at 6.4%. That's the second most likely team. Uh, my question, Joe, is if Washington were to finish the season, with the number one overall pick, what would they do with it? Would they draft a Chase Young? Would they draft a quote-unquote blue-chip quarterback prospect a la the Arizona Cardinals and draft to a Tunga Viola? Or would they trade that pick? I mean, I I think I need to know some other things. Is Bruce Allen still there? Is Jay Gruden still there? Who really wanted to assuming. Right, and I'm assuming Jay Gruden's gone, mm-hmm. but Dan Snyder's the one that wanted Dwayne Haskins. So everything that Dan Snyder's going to position around the organization is people that are pro Haskins, right? So they that leads me to believe that the opportunity for Haskins to be the guy will continue, and they will either pick a player to help Haskins or trade back. Um you know, that would put the Bengals and the Dolphins outside of the first pick. Both kind of need that new direction at quarterback in a big, bad way. I'm going to try to leverage that need, move back a little bit, still get a blue chip type player and get some additional assets. So is Washington smart enough to do that? I have no idea. Um, but if if the if it's believed or known that Haskins is Snyder's guy, predictively speaking, I don't think they would go with the quarterback at one. Right, and that's the big difference between them and Arizona, right? Because that was the argument that I had made. I had written this from the Dolphins' perspective and said, if Washington gets the number one pick, Miami doesn't need to freak out because the reason why the Arizona Cardinals uh, and Sportsnut, who follows both of us on Twitter, Joe, is probably one of our most interactive listeners. Would you Mm -hmm. say that's a fair assessment of Sportsnut? He... He disputed my point of view on this, and there's some things that we really can't get into or openly discuss, but the reason why Arizona wanted to draft Kyler was not because 
Cliff became your head coach. The reason Arizona wanted to draft Kyler was because that's who ownership wanted in Arizona. Yep. That domino's already fallen for Washington because Dan Snyder was the one who strong-armed his coach into drafting Dwayne Haskins with a first-round pick in 2019. So, the Haskins thing is going to continue in Washington. And look, the book's not written on Haskins. He could be a good player. Right. You know, it's just, it's this hypothetical. I mean, anytime you have a team picking number one overall and there's quarterbacks worth the number one pick, it's got to be considered, right? Especially because we have a case study now where a team's done it. They take it a top 10 quarterback and then took a quarterback number one the following year. It it was mind-blowing to some people for me to suggest Dan Snyder wanted Dwayne Haskins and therefore the Redskins would not take Tua with the one spot if they were in the position to do so. I mean, Bruce Allen's the other wild card in Washington. All those guys got to go, man. I feel bad. I, I feel like Redskins and Bengals fans are just going to spin the tires for a long time, man. I and yeah, I don't know how you do it. Hope you catch lightning in a bottle. Man, it sucks. Let's talk about this week's slate, Joe. See, si, Senor. Um, where you want to start? I think the biggest game of the week, like the most appeal from just the general audience, is probably Packers Cowboys four twenty five on w- Sunday. Yeah, I wish Devontae wasn't hurt. Oh no, are you see- Devontae Adams? Huh? Is he not? He's not going to play. He had he had a toe issue that looked like it was a real big a real big problem for him last week against the Eagles on Thursday night. Uh, he's got turf toe. Yeah. So it looks like from everything that I'm reading, um, he's either going to be supremely limited or he's not going to play. That's not ideal. And I, it sounds like Dallas is going to have Gallup. So, you know, that's a big boost for their offense as well. So um, that's a tough game. If it, I feel like Aaron Rodgers supporting cast in terms of, you know, receivers is, is really let him down at times this year. It's not, it's not been great. This team's been really relying on, you know, the defense. So I think that they need that supporting cast to to be at its fullest, including especially their best player, Adams, to to beat it to beat Dallas, especially going on the road. Uh Adams does not need surgery, which means the injury is on the mild end of the turf toe spectrum, but it is to be determined when he's able to come back if it's this week or one of the, the weeks to follow. So there's kind of this weird fanfare from Green Bay with like their supplementary receivers, isn't there? Like Valdez Scantling and uh, who's the other the other young kid that they Equinemius St. Brown. Yeah, St. Brown. Like people really like them, and I get why you'd like them, but not at the expense of the idea of bringing in like an early pick for the Packers at wide receiver to be a complimentary piece opposite Devontae Adams. I think they should. Because at this point, if if Adams does not play, Dallas has has the ability to put clamps on your outside receivers now. And now you're going to have to try and beat them in the middle of the field with your tight end and your running backs in the passing game. And Jimmy Graham, I mean, he's had some moments this year, but like I'm disappointed at times in his effort. Like when he tried to catch that ball with one hand, had no business doing it. Like <laughs> – you know, like yeah. I feel like he's got a certain status in the league that maybe makes it kind of awkward. But like, 
I mean, if that was Kahal Waring or who was the uh, Jay Sternberger, you know, Aaron Rodgers was to eat him alive. Yeah. How many? I think the other. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to shift complete different gears. So. So was I. It's weird. Uh, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. How many sacks does Khalil Mack have on Sunday back in Oakland? Three. (laughs) No less. (laughs) It's not in Oakland, though. It's in London. Oh, are you kidding? Okay. Revenge game in London. Weird. Now, I was expecting this to be a 9 o'clock kick. It's not. It's a 1 o'clock what kick. What a waste. Yeah, if you're playing in London, get it at 9. Yep. Give me that extra four hours of, of football bliss in the mornings. It's yeah. terrific. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is a London game. So, uh, Chicago, it's interesting, right? It sounds like Trubisky's, Trubisky may miss this week. Uh, he's traveling with the team. The Raiders are okay, which is better than we thought they'd be to some degree, right? Yeah. And uh, But I ultimately think defensively, Khalil Mack and the Bears defense will get after Derek Carr enough that Chicago will win a game that's probably sloppy, probably not the cr- most crisp game, and probably not the most high-scoring well, and there's I ho- don't expect to see a lot of points. There's, there's holes in this Raiders defense too, right? Like – I mean, I think they, you know, they've got some pieces on offense that are playing well. They're they're scoring points, and Josh Jacobs has been really good. Darren Waller's been really good, but you know, the pass rush is still a problem for the Raiders, and they don't have great linebackers, right? They've got some pieces in the secondary, but there's holes, right? And so, uh, a, an undermanned Bears offense that has a, a really good scheme, you know, could certainly take advantage of of that. So, yeah, I, I mean, I feel like a lot of people are happy with the Raiders at two and two, but I think they get to two and three on Sunday. I think the second most appealing game that we have this week is Browns Niners on Monday Night Football. Because San Francisco's 3 and 0 coming off the bye. Cleveland's in the midst of a a very difficult first half of their season schedule and um this is a game Cleveland must keep the foot down on the gas pedal because you've got the Seahawks and the Broncos are, are Seahawks and Patriots. I'm sorry, are your next two games. Yeah. So they've got a bye week sandwiched in there, but they they really need to continue to take care of business if they want to be a team that that's in contention for potentially a first round bye, making sure they're in playoff position. They did themselves a huge favor by beating the Ravens, but now can they come out against a 49ers team that is looking to prove that they're for real? And if the Niners win this one and they win it without complete luck, I'll begin to to probably adjust my expectations for the 49ers instead of being a middling team that just took advantage of the fact that they got to start their season playing uh, the the Buccaneers, who are playing better than we gave them credit for, uh, the Bengals and the Steelers without Ben Roethlisberger. Browns 2-2, two and two, both of their wins came on the road. So I'm sure they're going to they're gonna ride that a little bit into Monday Night Football in San Francisco. You uh, you mentioned first round bye. I have a bet for you that I, I will take if you'll take it. You have to take the other side. of it. Patriots and Chiefs guaranteed. Uh, yeah, unless Mahomes or Brady gets hurt. Who, who else is? I mean, come on. The AFC, everyone's if the Bills are three and one. Everyone else is two and two. Hold on. I mean, I think the the entire AFC, uh, AFC North and South are all two and two. I need to do the math to see if this is feasible before I agree to this. Oh, I'm God. looking at the Browns specifically. Oh, you're 
crazy about the Browns, man. They're two and two. If they beat the 49ers, they become three and two. Then they lose to the Seahawks at home, fittingly, and be three and three. If they beat the Patriots. Yeah. Okay. You think that the Browns are the most likely team to be in contention for a first round bye after the Chiefs and Patriots? Who else is it? Anybody. Who else is it? It's uh, not going to be the Bills. It's not going to be the, the Titans. It's nobody. The Texans? The, the, everyone is on such a tier below those teams. Brother, it's not funny. I don't disagree with you because when we predicted the schedules before the start of the season, we picked the Patriots and the Chiefs to be the two best teams in the AFC by two games. I can't be convinced of any other solution. They're both 4-0. and I'm just looking at the schedules trying to do the math. I mean, the two teams that have any chance at all are the Texans and the Browns. The Browns play the Patriots, and the Texans play the Chiefs. They're already two games back. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not taking this bet. <laughs> uh, here, I'll say something really stupid right now, okay? And I'm going to yeah, preface this like by these. saying that it's stupid. The Bills, I don't expect it. All right, I'm not predicting it. But they have a course to do it because they do play the Patriots again. They could even that out, but the Patriots are going to have a better record than the Bills. I mean, I don't, I don't know how you get realistically put anyone in this conversation. You think the Bills win this week in Tennessee? I think you'll find out a lot about the team if they do. Um, I, I have a lot of respect for Tennessee. I, I've done a lot of work on their roster this week, and I mean, I don't know if there's a lot of holes in it. I mean, their right guard situation is not good, uh, but it's a well-coached defense, good personnel. I mean, they have an average quarterback. That's the well, and that that's been the thing that's held them back, and well, that's the thing that we were apprehensive about for them coming into the year. I mean, I, Corey Davis, A.J. Brown, Adam Humphreys is a really good trio of receivers. Delaney Walker's back at tight end. Derek Henry's pounding the football. You know, Taylor Luan's back this week. I mean, Mariota hasn't turned over the ball this year. That's pretty remarkable. He hasn't done it. And, you know, if he can, if he can continue to just kind of, you know, not necessarily try to do too much, just be the guy, you know, they could, they could win 10 games this year, but yeah, I but mean, that's the, that's the shame because, like you said, between the running game, the offensive line, the receiving talent that they mm-hmm. have on the roster, mm-hmm. defensively, I like their linebacker group. Really, I good. think they could use a little bit more depth along the interior defensive line, and then their secondary is good. Like this, this team is a legit quarterback away from winning eleven games. Yes, yeah, one hundred percent. So you know. I for the Bills, I think, you know, look, they just lost to the Patriots. They have the bye week next week. You know, you don't want to go into What's that bye Josh? week. Yeah, of course. It is, but is he going to play? I think that that's they, my question. I think there's been some gamesmanship by the Bills this week with Josh Allen's situation. I think they've, they've um, you know, embellished the fact that he's in concussion protocol because then he doesn't have to talk to the media. Uh, he, he, you know, it, he's at the stage of the concussion protocol where you just can't do contact and practice. Well, guess what? Every practice in the NFL for a quarterback is a non-contact practice. So, you know, and you really have such polar opposites. The backup's Matt Barkley, and you have Josh Allen. Could not be more different players. You make Tennessee get ready for both. There's no incentive for you to get him cleared out of protocol. Right. So, right. I mean, I, I, it would, if the, he's not ready, the Bills would be 100% irresponsible to play him, which I don't expect them to do. But I think that there's a chance, there's a better chance than uh, that we see Josh on Sunday than maybe some people believe because he has okay. been in the protocol all week. That's good to know. Yeah. Because, like you said, that's that's very different offensive game plans for the bill from the Bills' perspective. Yeah, um, it would almost it, it almost be like the Spider-Man meme where there there's the two of them pointing at each other, 
if it was Matt Barkley versus Mariota, right? Because like so many other spots on both teams are good. Yeah. And it's just like quarterback, just like, don't be the guy that screws it up. Mariota sucked against the Bills last year. He was like 12 of 28 for like 125 yards and an interception. They couldn't score. And the Bills defense is better this year, right? So uh, I don't think, I don't think Mariota's strengths and weaknesses as a player versus what the Bills are going to force you to do. Right. You can't be point and shoot against Buffalo. You cannot be point and shoot. (laughs) It's a big game. So, I mean, from an overall perspective in the AFC, you know, I just said it. The entire AFC South is two and two. You know, and the Titans are zero and two in the division, and they're one and two in the conference. Right? They got to have this game. Yeah. And for Buffalo, you know, three and one. Like I said, with the bye week, you don't want to go in that bye week with a two game losing streak. You know. So uh, to me, I think it's a really big game for both teams. Obviously, you know, it being played in Nashville, something Titans fans should feel good about. Joe, you mentioned it would be irresponsible of the Bills to play Josh Allen if he was still in concussion protocol. Right. Right? Yeah. Speaking of irresponsible, the New York Jets with Sam Darnold, who's, I believe, getting tested today. But they asked Sam at some point throughout the course of this week, you know, about playing this week. And he says, well, you know, if my spleen's fine, then I can go out there, no problems. But if my spleen's not fine, I go out there. I'm just trying not to die on the football field. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. I said, whoa, if this is even in conversation, why are you coming back to play the Eagles? There's not a chance, Kyle. What a stupid – I'm not drinking the the water here. I'm boiling water here for – Right. You know, like, what are we doing? (laughs) Like, I can't even believe it's on the table because this this was – this is a much quicker turnaround – than what was initially discussed. He was not supposed to be back in week five. It's like Saquon Barkley. Very different situation because Saquon had a high ankle sprain versus Sam Darnold having mono with an enlarged spleen that if he gets hit in the abdomen, could rupture his spleen, he can bleed out and die. Just sit him. I'm not coming anywhere near. I mean, honest to God, like we're not being funny. Like, What are we talking about right now? But here's the thing. If Sam's ahead of schedule, that's great. And he can play when when he's medically 100% ready to play. But it's not even like the the Jets have the option to say, well, Eagles have a good pass rush. Let's sit him till next week. Because next week they play the Cowboys. And then the week after that, they play the Patriots. So if you're looking for a softy, you got to wait till week eight, which was initially around the window that they had discussed that maybe Sam was going to come back. But their next three games are Eagles, Cowboys, Patriots. You damn well better be sure Sam is healthy and ready to play because all three of those teams will hit your quarterback. Fletcher Cox, one of the most freaky players in the NFL, waiting on the other side of the line of scrimmage. You see this quote today from Ryan Khalil? Uh, it's a... Uh... Not an effort problem, it's a something problem. Yeah, we don't have an effort problem. This is regarding the offensive line, Ryan Khalil, veteran center. We don't have an effort problem. We have a disconnect in how we're trying to do stuff. Everyone is trying to do things the way they've done them in the past, including the new center. That's himself. It's on the players. It's not the scheme. What? Sounds like an Adam Gase-coached football team. And you're going to go put Sam Darnold out there against Fletcher Cox? Brandon Graham. Derek Barnett, who likes to get Derek some Barnett. shots in, you know? 
Yep. That was an ugly shot he took on Jamal Williams last week. I don't want to. I don't want to say it was malicious. He felt bad. Have, about he, it, man. Yeah, you could tell he felt bad, and he came over and um, was talking to Jamal, but he didn't have to pop him like that. No. What else stands out to you? Minshew mania ending this week. Uh, who they play? They play Carolina. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I think this pass for us is gonna get after him a little bit. Panthers are hurt, man. Hurt in a big bad way. Um, obviously Cam Newton, Trey Turner's banged up, Dante Jackson, Kawan Shorts on IR. Joe, uh, what's the what do we know the over under in this game? Because I might take the under in this game. 30 uh, 41. I might take the under in that. I think that's the lowest of any game this week. Uh no, Bears Raiders is 40. Bills Titans is 38 and a half. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's gonna be a sloppy game. It's supposed to get, be some rain out there in uh Nashville. Surprised they're not uh, calling for a forecast of minimal points between uh, Cardinals Bengals this week. <laughs> this is a this is a Tua Tunga Viola elimination game. Uh, Forty seven, one of the higher. To- I mean that Kyle, that's the second highest. No, well, I guess to, to be fair, if Kyler was ever going to go off, playing the Bengals would be a time in which I could see him going off. Well, and, you know, I know last week was difficult for Cincinnati against Pittsburgh, but they've they've had a lot of yards. I mean, Andy Dalton was like top two in the NFL passing yards going into week three, I think. So, you know, I, this is in, that's a low key, like both these teams stink. But it's an interesting game. Because the Bengals like Pittsburgh feasted on Cincinnati because the Bengals couldn't block anybody up front. Do you really think the Cardinals' pass rush is going to get after guys? No. Uh, is Patrick Peterson? Patrick Peterson still suspended? Right, he was six games. Yeah, that's six what he games, was given. Yeah. So Patrick Peterson's not back. AJ Green's not back. So it's like these teams are hurt, and it's really watered down. But I think it makes it one of the more wild card games of the week that that I genuinely could see it going any number of like. Cincinnati has some decent pass rushers. I could see them getting after Kyler. Yeah. Um. So you, from uh, Dolphins' perspective, you are rooting for Arizona. No, go. I need Cincinnati to get a win. Right. Okay. So go Bengals. Go so Bengals. You're a big Bengals. Technically, the rest of the way. So yep. you're go Bengals. You are go Ravens. Yes. All right. Yes. Uh, Texans play who? Uh, the Falcons. That's a big game. The Falcons are one and three. I mean, they're cooked. They lose the game. They're cooked. And Houston at two and two. I mean, they they need it too. And Houston, Houston could very easily be one and three. They were two point conversion against Jacksonville from Jacksonville in the final minute from That's being true. one and three. Yep. Yep. Uh, we are also Washington fans this week playing the Patriots, but that goes for all of us. Every single one of us. <laughs> you want Was- You don't want Washington in the conversation, do you? New England's going to wax the floor. Oh, are you kidding? Are you kidding me? With Washington. What's the spread in that game? Uh, it's, if it's not half. two touchdowns, I was going to say, if it's not two touchdowns, it should be at least two touchdowns. You don't get to watch the Dolphins play this week, Kyle. I'm sorry to hear that. Listen, they don't lose. 
I said on Finna to win it yesterday, I'd almost rather they have a week 17 bye just so we could get all the games over with. <laughs> I saw one of the reviews on Finna to win it yesterday that was like, Kyle, love the podcast, but don't talk about the games. We just want to know about players that can come in yes. and help us out. Yep. I made that decision three weeks ago. I, said, I'm not, I'm, I legitimately have not talked about like a single X's and O's perspective. Of the game. <laughs> don't recap the games. Don't acknowledge that they played a game last week. Didn't even mention the Chargers. I did not say the name Chargers once <laughs> on yesterday's show. Dolphins podcast didn't talk anything about the week before. That's just great. Straight up what happens if they don't get to it. <laughs> that was the entire show. That's great, man. Well, hope you guys enjoy this week's slate of games. Come back and see us on Monday. We'll recap both college football and the NFL. And then on Tuesday, we have takes on takes. So tweet us with your hot takes at Joe Marino, the Joe Marino at grinding the tape with the hashtag takes on takes. Enjoy the week of football, and we will talk with you all again very soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.